baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Israel has agreed to four-hour daily humanitarian pauses in the fighting in Gaza. Uh, The pauses began yesterday in northern Gaza, according to the White House, which said Israel will announce each four-hour window at least three hours in advance to allow civilians to flee uh, from its military military assault on Hamas. Um, In a rare criticism, President Biden, who, in my opinion, and it's worth what you paid for it, has been very strong on Israel, um, has said all the right things and has shown support. Uh, but President Biden had told reporters that the pauses could have come sooner. Uh, joining us now is A. A is a lieutenant colonel original in the IDF, uh, original, originally in special forces, and now in the tactical hostage negotiation and crisis management of the IDF. He is in reserve service. Um, he also works for a company that's headquartered in Eden Prairie called Stratasys. He's based in Israel. He is Israeli. And he is part of the negotiation tactical team because he's fluent in Arabic. He is also on the counterterrorism desk at Reichman University. Um, a is currently stationed right outside of Gaza, waiting if he needs to be called in. He's joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. A, I am so happy to have you on the air with me today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So just briefly, before we get to the hostages or the humanitarian pause, briefly explain your situation. I understand the need for security, but can you tell us where you are, how far you are from Gaza, and what your everyday is like? Um, we are post, post, we are situated uh, just a few miles away from Gaza, just north of the road in a small uh, uh, community, a village, you may say. And we are called upon our tasks, and our tasks are mainly humanitarian, or if we have hostage situations, uh, which we hadn't had yet since the first day, since October 7, when we arrived uh, uh, to, the, to the scenes, both in Beiri and Ofakim where we released uh, two, successfully released uh, two female hostages uh, at the first day. Since then, we didn't have another hostage situation, so we are doing humanitarian things like, uh, like, what, like those corridors that you have described. Mm-hmm. So you're helping in that effort, helping create oh, yes, those humanitarian corridors? Oh, yes, of course. I'm personally uh, 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 calling them and with my own voice, voice and we are uh, uh, using uh, big mics in order, uh, big, uh, uh, speak louder, in order to make them leave their houses and go south. We give them the instructions how to do that. And uh, it's not from yesterday, and it's actually almost since the beginning of the fight, 30 days ago, or or beforehand, and we add to it also we are uh, throwing from the air uh, messages, uh, flyers to the, to the Gazans and instructing them to leave because we don't fight the civilians uh, unlike the other party. 
A, explain that to me, because we're hearing from the White House that the humanitarian corridor was just opened yesterday. But you're saying there have been efforts ongoing. Talk to us about the leaflets and the phone calls that you have been making to Gazans. Uh, phone calls, leaflets, and vocal instructions to those who doesn't get it or didn't hear it or anything like that. We're doing it, doing it since the beginning of the the aerial maneuver and forehands. So I don't know what the White House knows, but I guess they know better than what they just said to the to the newspapers uh, in the U.S. But we are doing it, and I personally involved in it uh, for for weeks now. So it's ridiculous. When you call people, what do you say? Uh, we instruct them to leave home, to go south. We tell them that in the south they have, uh, uh, they ha- in which way to use when they go south, because we have two routes, one next to the beach and the other uh, uh, in- more internal to the, to the land side. And we tell them where to go, to which direction, to carry with them something white so we know that they are civilians and they are safe. And literally, in some cases, we have to defend them from the Hamas people who try to keep them in place because they use them as human shield. So, yes, we are calling them, we are talking to them, we are trying to prevent uh, what what you call collateral damage. I understand what Americans call collateral damage. Yes, I, I understand that. So this has been going on, you're saying, since the beginning of uh, this, yep. this uh, the defense against the Hamas attack. I was just seeing yesterday that, you know, 10,000 people are still fleeing northern Gaza. Why have they not listened? If the Israelis have been dropping the leaflets and calling them, why have they not left their homes before now? Oh, some of them never believed that Israel will be so strong in, in its uh, attacks. Some of them uh, uh, thought that if they, if they live next to a hospital or next to uh, a UNRWA uh, 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 post or school or something, they are safe because this was in the past, this was the situation. But today Israel treats it a bit different and it took them time to understand this is the situation and they left the houses. Uh, others just were kept home by the Hamas, who put pressure on the local population not to leave south because they wanted to use them as human shields. If they go south, are there safe places for them? We hear that, you know, Israel is bombing the south also, but is that safer than the north? And can they get food and water and fuel in the south? Fuel, no, but food and water... And uh, yes, and and medical supply, yes. Uh, this is the situation now. And from the south, uh, there will be also in the future, in the near future, uh, there will be corridors or uh, ways to go out of Gaza to uh, ships from Europe that will be medical uh, hospital, hospitals or what we call uh, hospital ships. And there is one uh, hospital that is being built and prepared now in Egypt, in uh, Rafah. Uh, just next to the border or with Gaza. And uh, yes, uh, we are looking after the the humanitarian situation because we know it will take a long, long time. It will take months until uh, we will uh, will finish with the Hamas. We will finish this work, which we have to do. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 
Is Israel helping with that, with the hospitals that are floating uh, from the European ships and the one that's built af- post- after the Rafah crossing? Yes, we are. And we will also be helpful. We will also supply them. You know, when a ship comes over, it will need uh, flu- uh, fluent supply of medical aid and medical uh, equipment and so on and so forth. Electricity, food, water, all these things will be supplied by Israel. And we are uh, ensuring that those that are in Egypt will take it from Egypt, of course. But uh, all the European ships, the French ship that he, that uh, they are talking that is going to come over, a Turkish one, and so on and so forth. Israel will uh, gladly supply uh, everything as long as Hamas uh, soldiers are not going there. And we are going to verify it or try to verify and get to an agreement uh, with those who are doing it that uh, that uh, the Hamas people will not be treated on those ships. We need to finish the work with them. They are worse than Nazis. I'm speaking with A, Lieutenant Colonel, originally uh, in Special Forces, now in Tactical Hostage Negotiation and Crisis Management at the IDF, currently stationed right outside of Gaza, trying to get people to leave uh, in communication with Gazans every day to get them to safety. A, um, what do we know about the hostages? We heard that in America, at least we heard that maybe these humanitarian corridors would lead to the release of more hostages. What, what's the latest on the hostages? I cannot disclose everything I know, but I can tell you uh, a couple of things. First of all, not all of them are held by the Hamas. The Hamas, we think, holds more than 50% of them, of the 240. Some of them are dead, so it's bodies, but we don't know exactly who is dead and who is alive, who is injured, and what is his or her situation. Uh, The others, another part is being held by the jihad, Islamic jihad, and uh, some are being held by hamulas, by, by, by civilians that think that they have, you know, some sort of a, of, a, of a negotiation card or something they can play with and get money for or something or, or a safe exile, uh, exit out of Gaza. So uh, they look at it as an asset that can, they can trade for their freedom or something like that. So this is, uh, these are three different groups that we deal with. And uh, the Hamas wants to take over everything, or most of them, not those that the jihad holds, which means that they need the time for it. And this is why they desperately ask for um, for a, a ceasefire. So they will have ability, the ability to, to look, to search for them and get them. So um, um, this is number one. Number two, yes, we, there are talks about it. But, you know, when they say, uh, well, we will release only foreigners or we will release only that, uh, we do not agree to that. I mean, uh, uh, if you're talking humanitarian, uh, Jews are the same as others and not uh, only foreign uh, citizens or foreign uh, people that have foreign identity uh, would be uh, would be taken out we want uh, if you're talking about women and children all of them should go out we are not going to give it uh, you know to give them the time and make a small deal and un- another small deal and another small deal this will be a mistake and uh, what we are trying to do is to put enough pressure on the one hand and to give uh, the option for a big deal, on the other hand, hopefully, so we will be able to release a significant number of the hostages and then to continue. In any case, we are not going to stop until the Hamas is being demolished. This is something that Israel cannot afford. We cannot afford another uh, attack like this in 10, in 20, in 60, in 70 years from now. The Hamas has to go down. What can you tell Americans 
uh, about the war. I feel like we are getting so much misinformation. There are so many shockingly pro-Hamas protests here, you know, people chanting from the river to the sea, which calls for the annihilation of Israel. What do Americans need to know about the war that we may not know? The only thing that I will tell Americans that should look at the mirror and or ask the people that are chanting that or people that are, 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 are you know, in favor of the Hamas and are going to the streets uh, crying for the Palestinians, the poor Palestinians and everything, I just want to remind them a couple of things. A, they were chanting at September 11 and celebrating in the streets at September 11. So it's not only us, it's also you. B, and this is maybe more important, please ask them, where were they when, when Assad, for example, killed 800,000 uh, Muslims in Syria in, in the last years? Were they protesting also? Were they out there in the streets shouting and screaming? Are they worried about, and they killed, he killed also Palestinians? Where were they when Daesh uh, did what he did? I mean, all those things are happening and they were not saying anything. So either, either. They are racists because they expect other things from Jews than they expect from Muslims. Or worse than that, they're anti-Semite because they only uh, chant it or say it because the Jews are doing it. So uh, what can I tell you? Do you feel (laughs) safe, A, where you are? Yes, I feel safe. I'm more worried about my kid. He's also in the military now, and and he will go in soon. Uh, You know, when I go in, I'm afraid. It's not a game. Uh, it's, uh, people are shooting and people are killed here. Uh, but this is something that we have to do because I don't want my kids and my grandkids and their grandkids to grow up when mon- monsters like the Hamas are next door. We have to understand this is a simple war between the Western civilization and the, and the, and the barbaric, yeah, I don't know, 7th century civilization that the Muslims are trying to, to bring up again, and this is exactly the the, 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 the the war, and we are the head of the spear in the, here in the Middle East. And if we are gone, the next place will be Europe, and the next place will be the U.S. What do you think? They love Americans. What do you think? What will happen next if we are not here to take all the, the this this energy against us? Who will take it? Remember September 11. It will be a joke for the next thing that will happen in the United States. For them, it's just a, a thank. A, I want to thank you for fighting this war on terror. I pray for you to be safe and your family and our whole family uh, that fights against terror. I hope we can communicate with you again. Thank you so much for your time. No worries at all. I have warm feeling feelings about uh, Minnesota. I spent a lot of time there, and I even changed my life there due to your lousy weather. And it was funny yeah. to meet and hear the, 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 the traffic and, and the weather. <laughs> you know, it was like deja vu for me. Very funny. Well, we look forward to again when you can visit your extended family in St. Paul. And I hope to get to buy you a drink when you come and visit. For sure. But I pay. I'm an old school guy. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. <laughs> no worries. Thank you. We'll call again. I appreciate it. Um, Again, A is a lieutenant colonel originally in special forces, now in tactical hostage negotiation and crisis management for the IDF. He's in the reserve unit. He making calls to Palestinians to get them to safety and uh, awaiting maybe even if he has to go in. We'll be right back. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Thank you.